Well, Paul, over the last couple of weeks, we've sort of been joking with Body about the uh, impending publication of his book about Paddy Mills. But all joking aside, we've got a copy of it in front of us. It is a beautiful-looking book. I'm sure it's going to be a a great read. We've got Body on the uh, line this morning. Morning, Body, and congratulations. It's a a great-looking book. Thank you very much. And in this instance, yes, definitely judge the book by the cover. (laughs) Because the content, eh, but but the cover. Yeah, it's yeah, a cracker, it, isn't it? It, it? it is absolutely a really good one. Actually, it's very, very similar to the book um, cover for Lauren Jackson, which came okay. out about five years ago. Uh, similar sort of look in the Australian uniform and, and a really clean shot of the actual person the book's about. Yeah, yeah I love it. I think it's very impressive, and it, it'll jump out of um, jump out of the bookstore in terms of when you see it on the shelf, I think. And, Body, you've written it. I mean, in terms of collaboration with Paddy, uh, was there a lot of access with Paddy, or uh, what was the actual no, process? No, no. None? No, actually, no. His management were, were not, not keen because I think they, they to put it in, in a complete context, Wilkinson Publishing, who, who uh, published the book, had uh, done a tribute book for Ash Barty, which was mm. a, a, a huge success, which her management really didn't uh, have her had any great involvement in and they came to me and said um, would you do a book for us on, on Paddy Mills so the first thing I did was go to Paddy's management because I've known Paddy since since he first sort of broke into the boomers and we've had a lot, lots of great interviews and conversations and, and I went to them and, and they were reluctant to be involved because their position was one of well you know at the end of his career he'd probably want to write an autobiography and we can go to a, a Harper Collins or someone mm. like that and, and get six million bucks for it or something they, they, they sort of went to that particular place, and I, I sort of said, "Well, this is this is actually not going to be a biography per se." So, what this book actually is, it's the story of Paddy's journey. So, it, it does cover his life from from birth to to right now, right up to his um, signing of his last contract, fourteen point five million. It's actually a really current book, and uh, that journey is intertwined with the journey of the Australian men's team to get that medal mm. at the Olympics. So it's, it's twin journeys that are in, intertwined. And I had um, very good, great access to, to all the people in, involved. And I've got a lot of stuff from Paddy in there. And his parents were, were absolutely brilliant in terms of uh, assisting in, in the, the produ- production of the book. And I'm, I'm really proud of what we put together. I think it's a, it's a compelling twin journey. And, and you, I mean, you know the payoff you know, it is... So it's um, yeah, I, I love doing. It. I'm I'm very proud of it. But up to this point, um, as far as basketball books go, I, I'd done a book called Marvelous, the Brett Maher story, mm. which was which was a big seller in, in South Australia, where Brett Brett was a 36ers captain and a three-time championship winner, multiple Olympian. But this this book here, I'm I'm even more proud of because it, it touches on so many pertinent issues. Body, have you sent his parents a copy of the book? Have you sent oh, yeah, Paddy and Paddy's yeah. got a copy and he's read it or, or any parts well, I'm, of I'm, it? Um, I know his parents have read it <laughs> because I, I, I've spoken with them, but I don't know if Paddy's read it, but yes, the books were sent. I mean, obviously I wanted them to have it well before um, it actually came onto the market. And um, I gave his family a, a copy of the, a manuscript when it was about three quarters to to almost finished mm. to sort of see if they liked the tone of it, the flavour of it, you know, if they liked the way it was going. And, and I got nothing but um, positive uh, reactions. So, uh, yeah, and I, I think they actually uh, liked the fact that, um, or particularly his mother, Yvonne, um, really liked the fact that it... Uh, 
involved the the story of the Australian basketball team's journey as well. You know that 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 how that changed when Paddy got involved. You know they went from sort of being that that country that that did really well and finished sort of fifth to eighth on a consistent basis and occasionally got to that point where they played off for a bronze medal. To how things changed when when Paddy got involved. To uh, yeah, and particularly say from from Rio when when he, he was behind taking the entire team to Uluru and mm. to sort of spending some time there with uh, some of the um, indigenous community and being in, just involved in, in sunset at Uluru, just start to feel what it is to to be an Australian. Um, or to be representing Australia, just to sort of get that feeling. And then ahead of Tokyo, up there, the things he was doing in terms of um, the new guys that were coming in, the Matisse Thibels and the Duop Reeds, who really didn't have huge understanding of what, what the culture of the boomers would be. See, I, I mean, we all know that a boomer is a male kangaroo, and I don't know how many people know what I'm about to say, but as soon as I say it, you're going to go, yeah, of course, that's obvious, but maybe we never thought about it. But but Paddy was the one that sort of brought everyone's attention to the fact that, yes, we're called boomers because we're named after a male kangaroos, and kangaroos can't go backwards. They can only go forwards. And that was like the theme, we're going forward. And of course, once you think about it, of course, the big tail is just, of course, a kangaroo can't go backwards. But uh, it's not that sort of fact that he brought to the table, the fact that they were playing Australian music all the time from Rose Tattoo, Tattoo to, <laughs> Tattoo? <laughs> Rose Tattoo <laughs> to, to Midnight Oil to Kylie Minogue to John Farnham. Like, there was a, a, a boombox playing Australian music for, for the new people to sort of draw them in, draw them into the culture, into this is what we're about, this, this gold vibes only. Not, not necessarily we're going we're gonna to win a gold medal, which of course was the goal, but gold vibes meaning bring a gold standard all the time. Like, is what you're doing at training, is the way you're eating, is the way you're looking after yourself during this campaign, is it of a gold standard? So, and, and Paddy drove all that. That wasn't driven by Brian Gordian or an Andre Lamanis. That, that was driven by Paddy, and I think that, that's what makes this journey unique. Um, as an actual author, Body, at the end of it, are you sort of sad or are you relieved once you finish a book? Um, when you put that final full stop, you know, when you hit that one, you know, okay, I'm done. It's it's thrilling, actually. Mm. It's it, it's a thrill to know it's done. It's mm. it's and and then you sort of go back and you, you tidy bits and pieces up. But but yeah, that final moment when you know that it, it is complete is is a is a uh, it is a relief to some extent. But um, it's it's thrilling. You sort of go, okay, I I, I there it is. The baby, there's my baby now. Mm. Send it out into the world and good luck. Let's hope that people appreciate it. You know. I find you so intriguing, buddy. You spent your your working life writing about basketball, then you retired, and in your retirement years, you're writing more about basketball. Nothing's changed for you, has it? <laughs> what a depressing thought. <laughs> I, no, I, 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 I think it's a wonderful thought because you, you just you what you do is you just love doing it. Well, you know, it, it keeps me from bingo, I know that, which is disturbing. And, and, you know, when I'm ready to have dinner at 4.30 and go to bed at 6 p.m., it does interrupt that part of my life. But, uh, no, I do love it. And and um, I can tell you, I mean, can't tell you what it is, but I've got another project, oh, really? which I think will, will be uh, also well-received well and should come out early next year. Um, 
Any hints? <laughs> oh, he's a vault. You know that, Andrew. Yeah, Try as we might, he won't tell us. <laughs> In this instance, I can't. Oh, okay. really can't. <laughs> but but it, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be hard to work out. That, that's all I'm going to leave you with. But but this, the, well, I mean, I, I'm I'm impressed with you guys as interviewers. I think you should be on something like 60 minutes. The way you probed and got stuff out of me in the last two weeks. I've listened back and I've thought, how do they do that? <laughs> how do they get that out of me? Well, I wasn't supposed to say anything about Paddy until this week. Uh, Body, uh, we, we had James Duncan on. You're turning away from your book to yes, the end yeah, of the season. Yep. Uh, we had James Duncan on, head coach of the Brisbane yes. Bullets, yesterday. And we could hear how excited he was because the news through the week, not just Aaron Baines has signed with the Bullets, but so has Tyler Johnson as well. And he was basically saying... You know, I can't believe I've got both of them coming onto the roster for this year. And obviously now, the inclusion of those two must augur well for the Brisbane Bullets season. Well, let's face it. Before those announcements, most of us are thinking, hmm, Brisbane Bullets uh, down near the bottom. That, that's what we were thinking. There's oh, Nathan Sobey and oh, can we count on their imports being any good? Uh, you know, Harry Froling's coming back. Is that going to make a huge difference? You know, Jason Kadee not getting any younger. You, so you, you, you're looking at that. And then you announce Aaron Baines, which is the biggest announcement, let's be honest, since Andrew Bogut. Uh, when, when he joined the Sydney Kings, we were all doing you know, backflips about that. Well, this is the biggest announcement since then. Another NBA championship winner, multiple Olympian, you know, coming into our league. That's huge. And then, then you add Tyler Johnson, teammates at uh, Phoenix Suns in the NBA, and you sort of go, wow, you know, almost overnight it, it's changed. And yes, you could hear the excitement in his voice, but again, you two as interviewers, man, you were just drawing that stuff out of him. He was just giving, giving stuff up. <laughs> yeah, that, he, that he didn't intend to. God, you guys, you're good. You're good. <laughs> hey, hey, buddy, uh, just uh, we seem to have adopted a uh, an NBA sort of uh, play-in system for the playoffs this year. Do you like that? Oh, yeah, I'm a bit ambivalent about that, okay. to be completely honest. Uh, I, I sort of think, do we have to copy them? They're... they're They've got 30 teams in their league. The, the fact that they need to do other things. I mean, they get 16 of the past as it is. The fact they need to add more, to me, is more a, a money-making exercise than, than uh, you know, let's get teams on their merit and whatever. So I, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of it. So that when the NBL adopted it, my initial reaction was, was I wouldn't say positive. Okay, mm. but but that's not to say that it won't work or that it's a bad idea. It's just maybe I'm too much of a traditionalist and figure, look, if you're going to play a 28 game or a 30 odd game season to establish who your top four are, then that's who your top four should be. You know, but I don't know. Mm. <laughs> so not a, not a fan at this point. Okay. But let, let's see how it plays out because many years ago they used to have a a one and done sort of quarterfinal, and then you get into the semis mm. and the and and um, I. Didn't think I was going to like that, and I did end up loving it because of the, the pressure that was on in that one-and-done sort of game. So, um, yeah, I'll probably warm to it. And, and Body, now, realistically, Brisbane Bullets, you would have had them down in, in the yes, bottom two or three, but now are, are they a realistic, you know, playing well, finals? Well, yeah, I think I think you've got a, few, a couple of clubs that were not in contention last year, or, or were, as you, you'll recall, members of the fraud squad. That have yes. definitely they definitely sort of moved into the front office, um, and that would be Adelaide Thirty Sixes and and uh, yeah, the Brisbane Bullets. I mean, anytime you sign someone like a Baines, you know, even if he's not 
the the Aaron Baines of his peak days. Those peak days were in the NBA, which was a far greater competition than ours. So, so Aaron Baines is going to have, be hugely impactful in the NBL. And um, yeah, of course that that changes them. And, and uh, depending on what the pieces around them are like, like how well uh, Tyler Johnson adapts, and you'd expect him to adapt pretty comfortably, and and how well Nathan Sobey comes back after his injury riddle season just gone. You know how it all works. Where does Tanner Cripps keep going forward? You'd think so. Tyler Harrison will be better. Yeah, you sort of go, well, these guys are going to be definitely uh, playoff contenders. And you look also and you go, Melbourne United have lost quite a few people. I wonder where they're going to be without without a Matthew Delavadova and a Joe Lualacul and Jack White. You sort of go, hmm, this is going to be a very interesting season. Well, the market's reacted. Now, I looked at the Brisbane boards the last week, I think it was, and I thought they were around about the $18 mark. I could be wrong, but that's if you listen to the market, you'll get the gist of where they should have been. So it has reacted with those two announcements. The Sydney Kings are the favourite with Tab at $4.50. Brisbane Bullets on the next line at $5. Perth and South East Melbourne Phoenix are at 6 Adelaide 36 is 7 Illawarra 8 Melbourne United body are now at $9. Yeah. Breakers at 21 The Jack Jumpers at 21 and the Cairns Taipans are the outsiders to win the title at $34. Yeah, that sounds about right. But aren't you, aren't you wishing that you jumped on Brisbane at $18? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a week makes a big thing. Wow. Yeah, yeah that, is, that is a huge... I'm not, I'm not sure how... I mean, obviously, at this point in a season where you don't know what the imports are going to pan out like, or you, you, there's so many unknowns at this stage that... that that yeah, you want to if you you're backing a club that's not not hugely favoured, why not jump on them right now while, while they're giving you a good price? But uh, the team that I'm I'm thinking about is Perth Wildcats. They've mm. got John Riley as their new coach, uh, Mike Kelly still there in an assisting capacity. Um, they missed the playoffs for the first time in since 1987 last season. If if you don't think that organisation is going to come back in a big way this season, then then you're Pretty naive, and I think that's a, that's the club you've got to keep an eye on. If they if they're given long longish odds on Perth, I'd be jumping on that one. You may mention there of imports. Something that we picked up yesterday when we were speaking with James was that one uh, Aaron Baines just brings so many more people to a game now. You know, you, you will go and watch yes. at home. You know, you, you'll buy a season ticket just so you can go to the Nissan Arena and watch Aaron Baines. And as uh, as James said, well. Tyler Johnson came on board because Aaron Baines was there. He wanted to be a Brisbane Bullet to play with Aaron Baines again. And now he's saying what that does for the other import position that that they haven't filled yet is amazing as well because now, oh, hang on, I can play in a team with those two guys. That's got to improve my scope going forward as well. Absolutely correct. But it also, um, as as you mentioned there, when they travel in a state, like say I was ambivalent about going mm. and watching the 36ers, uh, even when I was a little bit a couple of years ago, when when Sydney Kings came to town, I went and watched that game. And there's one reason I went. His name was Andrew Bowman. And when Brisbane Bullets come to town, there's one reason I'm going to go straight away, Aaron Bain. So, so you actually do a lot for the entire league. It's not just the, the, the one club that gets the boost. The entire league does because people want to see this man live. They've seen him on television 
and that's the only way they've seen him for, for the most part, unless you've been lucky enough to get to a, uh, a Boomers International in Australia that he happened to be playing. And there aren't many of those. There haven't been many of those at all. Um, the only way you've seen him is on television playing NBA or, or Olympics or World Cup. So you go, geez, I want to see this guy live. And you do because he brings so much. That's interesting. He's that big, strong uh, tough guy that traditionally used to play very close to the basket, but he's got this beautiful soft touch on the three-point line, so you've got to go and defend him there. He's he's the next stage of, of what Chris Anstey was probably 20 years ago, the first sort of seven-footer in our game that was going out and making three-point shots. So you want to see him live. He's, he's great for the league, not just Brisbane Bullets. That, that's a huge kid, absolutely huge. Buddy, uh, back to your, your, your book. Where Where can the listeners get it from? When's it out? I think it, I'm not 100% sure. I've got a meeting later this morning with the marketing people. But it's within the next couple of days. Could be Friday. I think it might be. If it's not Friday, it's definitely early next week. You go to all the traditional places, Dimmicks, etc., all, all the reputable bookshops, and you know, and again, a few disreputable ones where you might come in the side door and have your hoodie on. But, but uh, yeah, you should be able to get it pretty much any, anywhere and everywhere. I think it should be in the airports as well. <laughs> we love you, buddy. We'll chat next week, mate. Good luck. <laughs> with the Look book. It's going to sell. We know it will. We'll catch up next week. Look forward to it, guys. Thank you. Bye.